This episode is sponsored by Launch. Are you an insurance agent that is tired of quoting business to try and find a better premium to win new deals? Are you looking for a way to differentiate and stand out from your competition? Well, look no further than Launch. Launch is an industry-leading software platform that gives you pre-built assessments that you can walk through with your prospect. Launch automatically calculates your prospect's risk score, and this allows you to show your prospect the areas you can fix to negotiate better premium and coverage with underwriters. Offer more value to your clients, turn missed sales into closed business, and most of all, become a better advisor to your clients. Visit getlaunch.io today to get more information on how you can use Launch to win more BORs starting right now. That's getlaunch.io to learn more. All right, welcome to the sales process series. We are really excited about this. And what this series is, is an interview with several different top producers in the insurance industry. These are folks that are absolutely killing it. They're over doubling their new business revenue uh, over industry averages and doing it through a consistent sales process. And so we're having these conversations to pull out those themes that are really working uh, for those individuals and really give them to you so that you can double your new business revenue. So enjoy the episode and look for more episodes in our sales process series. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Danielle. Danielle. Like Don and I yell. Don and I yell. Got it. Okay. I want to make sure that we get that right for everybody out there. But thanks for joining us. We're excited to uh, have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, for everybody listening, can you just give everybody the who you are, where you're from, what do you do? Um, We were just discussing the weather in Arizona, so you can hit on that if you want. Uh, (laughs) You know, who, who are you? I, I don't know if I want to start with Arizona weather because most people are <laughs> you right now. So <laughs> we're going to say it's cold for us, but not cold for other people. Yeah, there you uh, go. So I've been in the industry for over two decades. I was a school teacher. I taught sixth grade before I came into this industry. And I always look at that every day I use my bachelor's in elementary education, um, whether <laughs> educating my clients yeah. or educating my team. And I'm not seeing their children. <laughs> That's not what I'm that sounds horrible, but um, but I do believe that um, a big part of what we do should be um, educational, and it should come off in a way that is authentic to protecting what matters most to the people that we serve. Uh, so that's been a part of my mission. I am the CEO, and CEO for me stands for Chief Experience Officer for um, CLI, which is uh, Canyonlands Insurance. I own an agency. I am primarily commercial. I've been primarily commercial, then primarily personal lines through acquisitions, and now back to primarily commercial <laughs> for my book of business. So I have done the roller coaster of PL and CL. Um, for the number of years that I've been doing this. And we also own an agency network group where we help keep independence independent. So our goal is to help smaller agencies with the resources that they need to compete with the bigger agencies out there. That's sweet. Awesome. What's the network called? Uh, CLI Select Agencies. Mm -hmm. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that that's a... uh... That's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece that I wanted to make sure that we got the name out there because there are a lot of smaller agencies or newer agencies. You know, we're seeing that a lot with the mergers and acquisitions out there. The big national mm-hmm. firm buys the, you know, small to mid-sized firm, and then there's two or three folks in there that don't want to be part of a big national corporation, <laughs> and so they kind of branch off. But um, 
you know, it, it's helpful to have those resources, I think, when you're starting from scratch, which would not be an easy, you know, venture to start. And so I think that those networks, like what you guys are doing, are fantastic for those agencies. Yeah. Well, you don't know what you don't know when you're starting off. And I can say that because I was captive before I went independent and I joined the group. So I didn't originally start the group. I started off as a member of the group. So I think I always have that perspective in the back of my mind is uh, when I went independent, I was like, oh, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. And then you get the entrepreneurial like ADD and you're like taking on way too much um, or you're doing the wrong things to get your agency going because it's just so different than being captive. Yep, that's spot on. So, okay, well, let's uh, transition to kind of the, the theme of our series here just around sales process. Um, I loved how you started out with being an educator because that's a lot of what we talk about with the sales process, right? So um, let's just start there. Maybe describe what your sales process looks like, um, how you walk through it or, or what you believe in doing with clients and what does that mean to you? So for me, it's always a matter of taking the client on a journey of understanding how risk management works. Um, risk management is all about you know transfer of that risk. So you really got to make sure that they understand that that is the journey you're going to take. So you're not going to be able to cover everything. I hate it when I hear people say, yeah, we're going to, like, you're all covered. You're fully covered. Oh. Like that's just yeah. an email lawsuit. Like that's like, yeah. you're just like, please just sue me. Like that's what you're asking for. Right. <laughs> so I really like the journey of asking them, like, let me tell me about where you've been right now. Cause they're going to come with all of this stuff that's, has nothing to do with you. It may not have anything to do with insurance. It may be where they were at with, you know, their business or their personal lives. And you're going to have to get that out of the way first to really understand what matters most to them. And if that client actually fits you. So in that asking where they've been before, I think agencies sometimes in their sales process, uh, they don't actually ask themselves, is this the client I really want? And so that's really hard, especially when you're first starting off, right? You're like, okay, I'll take, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you. <laughs> and you want, you want to be legal for less? Oh yeah, I'll do those state minimums. Like we, we like become super desperate. And so then you attract the other super desperate people. It's like akin to, <laughs> to dating. If you put yourself out there in the dating pool and you're just like, I'll date anybody. Like, right. Yeah. And you're like, why am I still single? I'm like, well, you kind of haven't, like, there's no boundaries there. So I think we need to have boundaries and the type of clients that we want to bring on and yeah. then you want to ask them where they are right now with um, themselves personally and you know or with their business and really take an inventory of like what are their needs right now because sometimes they're like I just want this like I just want a GL policy I'm like well that's really interesting um, you have employees and the state actually requires you to carry workers comp. So let's talk a little bit about that and what that looks like for you. And so you'll have to walk them through what they think they want right now and what they actually could need. But more importantly, I think you have to ask where they want to go with their personal lives, with their families, um, with the assets that they own, and then commercially where they want to go and go through it. Because um, if you, you say, tell me a little bit about your family and what your future plans are. And they'll say, well, in six months, I have a teenager that's going to turn 16. And now if you hadn't asked that, then you wouldn't know that you have somebody in the household that will dramatically change what their personal auto would look like. Um, if you have like a commercial client, 
that says, you know, in the next five years, I'm looking to go in a couple of different states, and they happen to say that they're going to go to Washington, well, you're going to have to educate them, you know, about, I do a lot with workers' comp, so I'm probably going to go through some workers' comp yep. stuff, but you're going to have to educate them and say, like, look, that's a monopolistic state. You're going to have to learn how to handle that with the state of Washington. And, and you're giving them something that's a future value instead of just saying, here's the value of what I can do for you today. So you're already getting them, like, in the thought process of if you have these changes down the road, then I'm not a mind reader. My team's not a mind reader. <laughs> um, so you need to let us know what's going on. So there really is about like the journey of it and communicating, not just where they've been before, where they are right now, but where do they want to go in regards yeah. to the risk management and then figuring out how to transfer that risk. Cause some people believe that, you know, they want the cheapest price, but they still want to have coverage. If they want just the cheapest price, I don't want to do business with them because they are not yeah. actually like our why is that we're the agency that believes in committing to individuals, uh, businesses, and agencies um, that focus on protecting what matters most today and tomorrow. So I can put that why and test it with every client or agency that we want to affiliate with. Yeah, that's smart. Absolutely. I love that. Why? And it was, we could go probably a whole episode on just why it's important to have a why. Uh, <laughs> but I think you you gave an example there. You can use it as a filter, right? To not only pre-select clients, but also just build your business as a whole. It gives you that guiding guiding star. So, um, okay. So, so understanding where your client's going, what their risks could look like and getting there, helping them understand and educate you know, them through that process. Is that, is that, uh, let's get a little bit more tactical with it. Is that kind of first meeting? Is it, uh, you know, what does that meeting structure look like until you're going from, you know, okay, I got this prospect, maybe a referral or something to, I bring them on as a new client. You know, how does that kind of work into that process? Well, you definitely have that first conversation with them and you're going to listen to, you know, where, like I said, the where they've been before, where they are right now and where they want to go. But in that process, you want to make it very clear what your why is and saying, hey, like, um, I'm hoping that you'll be a great fit for our agency and that will be, a, you know, a great fit for you. Um, nonetheless, I'll find you where, you know, you can get the help that you needed. Um, you know, for you, yourself personally or professionally, if you have a business. So, you know, I think laying that foundation of that you are going to direct where the conversation is going um, and so that they feel comfortable. Because a lot of times, like, I mean, to be honest, how many of us knew like what, you know, UMUIM was before we became an insurance agent? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we probably had car insurance before that time period. Oh, right? yeah. So, they don't know those things, but they don't want to be told they don't know those things too. So, but they want to ha have confidence and trust in an advisor. I mean, that's why the, the, we have the words trusted advisor, right? So I feel like what I have seen through the last probably decade, which has been disappointing is that agencies, yes, with readers, it's made it easier for us to get pricing and put that together for our clients. But we forgot that we are a trusted advisor and we're going into a hard market right now. So what's going to happen in that hard market is that everyone that basically sold on price is going to get killed on price with their clients too. They're not going to be um, comfortable with some of the advice that we're going to have to give them and say like, hey, you're going to have to take a 25% rate increase 
um, because what's happening in the marketplace and and to have that honest conversation with them they're going to just jump and say well i'm going to just go find somebody else that can you know save me money oh yeah uh, well and we've all been there uh, with that client how uh how comfortable are you saying no to those clients or i'm really comfortable um but it took <laughs> you a seem long like time. you would be so, yeah <laughs> it took a really long time um you know i it just says, you know, like I always say, like, I'm going to be of service, um, you know, to you in one way or another, even if I'm not the person that's supposed to be um, taking care of you for the long term. And that's OK. I think that's the part you got to say is just say, hey, you know, let's get you to a good place. And whether the good place means that you're with us or you're with somebody else, let's just get you there. And I'm going to give you some advice and get you there. And I do that when I talk to a lot of agencies about their agencies and where they're at. And I tend to get recommended as someone to talk to because I don't do it from the filter that I have to bring them on as an agency with our network. I bring it on and talk with them as if I was in their shoes, what would I want somebody to tell me of what would fit me and not put, try and put me in this little container that fits for them. Totally, I think that's super important. Um, I think it, it is an often overlooked piece of the sales process. Uh, we had Andrew Atkinson on, he's also from Arizona, um, but he he gave the analogy of seats on a bus. You kind of were talking similarly earlier, but like, you know, at the, at the start of your career, you're like, I'll fill the bus with anybody I can get my hands on, you know, because <laughs> I just need people on my bus. And then like your bus starts to fill up pretty quick and it's eating your time and, you know, eating into prospecting and all those things because you've got people on the bus. and. So he's like, you start to figure out real quick that you get a little more selective with who you put on the bus and who you may kick off the bus at times that don't fit your why and things like that. And so it was a great analogy to think about, you know, your career and being intentional with uh, mm -hmm. your business. And it's, it is difficult. We all have sales goals. We have personal goals. We have all of the things. But uh, I think, you know, understanding that right client for you, that target market, who you want to work with, why do you want to work with them is really important. And then having the comfortability and the confidence to be able to walk away and find them a better option when it makes sense and when it doesn't fit that way, you know? Yeah. And I think it's about like, for me, it's always about helping people. Like I always tell my kids to be good humans, like be helpful, be kind, be mindful that it's not just about you. Um, and so I think taking ourselves out of the equation sometimes is the best way to do that. And you build trust pretty quickly too. I have some people are like, like, are you sure I can't be your client? I'm like, not until you do X, Y, and Z, and then we'll be a good fit. I said, otherwise it's just, it doesn't work um, for me. And it doesn't work for you either because you've set the stance that, you know, this is a priority for you. If your priorities change, then yeah, then maybe it's a good fit then. So yeah. it leaves open the door to you down the road. So you're not just like slamming the door and going like, like you don't believe in insurance. <laughs> like I always love it. Like I, I've had phone calls where clients, they start off the conversation with me and they're like, I hate insurance. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to go so awesome for me. <laughs> um, yeah. and call, right. And so, but if I listen to them and I listen why they hate it, right. And no one's ever taken the time to make them understand the type of coverage that they have go through of why they have it, then I get to the end of it. And they're like, sometimes if you can turn them around, then they are a good fit. Sometimes so you got to take and listen to their journey too, because maybe they just haven't been educated. Yeah. 
That's what I hope to achieve with this podcast is enough people are operating the way that we do that, you know, we might not be the ones that we try to educate a client, but they're like, I still don't believe you. Like I've been being transactional, (laughs) a pain in the butt and just price shopping my entire career running this construction company, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like you try to educate them, but they need to get told three or four or five times from three or four or five different people. And then they're like, Oh, what she told me was actually legit. And now I get it. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it it takes them having terrible experiences for uh, them to get it. That's what I hope enough of us start talking with this language. We can, we can get there. Yeah. And I think the terrible experiences, but (laughs) sometimes that works though. I know with my commercial clients, when I talk to them about that, I said, hey, this is an expense that you have. But in essence, when you hire an an agent, you're hiring another employee, but you don't treat them like an employee that even cares about your company. Like mm-hmm. if your employee like wanted to save you money, but they cost, they, they cut other things that were really important to the process of you running your business, you wouldn't keep them as an employee, right? And so I always tell them like, and then when you have a meeting with the rest of your team and then you don't go back and say, how does this impact my insurance? And then you're surprised that your contract, like especially construction, um, you're not going to get paid on that contract because you never mm-hmm. told your insurance agent about the fact that that contract has specific like insurance requirements and your insurance is, is not satisfactory for you to get paid. Well, mm-hmm. include us as if we are extension of your team if you're doing something like a new contract that's coming if you have um you know new um projects that you want to start or a new building i love that when it's like hey we're almost like in our building i'm like okay like you've done a whole build out like and you don't have coverage okay let's like take it when do you close uh last week I think it was yeah, last exactly. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting them on board that you are in essence um, a part of their team, I think really, really helps and getting them to understand what can happen to them if you're not included in that. They could, you know, not get paid on a contract. Uh, you know, they could have a loss that's not covered that we don't know about. Uh, I mean, one of the things that's really bad is like you, if you ask them, Hey, so you, I know you care about your, your team because you do some really awesome stuff, you know, for your team and you have great benefits for your team and, you know, you want them to have a great workplace. And if they forget to tell you that they have a new type of employee, then they're running a risk there. So, and if they don't have workers comp, then they're like, it's illegal sometimes some states you need it right Mm -hmm. and then you also like it's caring about your employees too so sometimes guilt works (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, going back to what you mentioned about looking at it from the perspective of the company hiring another employee to be their risk Mm -hmm. management coach like do you do you ever break out comp uh on or commission on what a prospect is paying in the sales process to make that point and do you have dialogue around that that's been successful i haven't done it very many times um the times i have done it more has been on larger accounts 
where you will see an agent fee, an agency fee on it, right? So you'll see an agency fee and it's extraordinary. I remember the first time I saw an agency fee on a policy was actually like the second commercial policy I wrote. Um, it was the first call, uh, client policy that I ever quoted, but they had a $50,000 agency fee on there and they were still getting commissions, right? And so I talked about it and said, what are the things you like about your agent, you know, your agency that you're working with? They didn't like very much with them. And I said, <laughs> what if I could right off the top, save you 50 grand? And so that, that's like when I have talked about it the most is going, that was way too much that they were taking from it. Um, and, and yes, they had quite a bit of certs on it. Um, and we had talked about that if their certs had gone over a certain amount, then maybe we would, you know, put an agency fee on that time at that time of it. Um, but they were accountable to the fact that, you know, they would make the process clean and make it easy for us. So we've had the discussion on it um, be, because I said, you're paying for that right now. Like you're not just literally paying out of commissions. Like you are, that's a, that's a salary. That's a salary for one of their team members. I mean, that was the salary for maybe two of their team members even. Yeah. Wow. We So in, that's interesting to me because in Nebraska, we can't charge a fee on top of commission. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, whenever I hear that, it just kind of blows me away sometimes. But yeah. We great. made a decision not to do agency fees. Um, and, and after that client, you know, and I never had to charge them an agency fee because they made it so easy for us. We worked together really seamlessly with, you know, the certificates and everything that they did. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We, we could charge fees for, you know, other services, but it can't be for insurance. The same service. Yeah. 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 And it's different from state to state. Um, yep. but that's when I've mainly pointed it out of it. But I'm also like, probably like sometimes when you're working with a client, um, you can tell them that you're the cheapest employee they will ever have <laughs> too. Cause sometimes yep. our commissions are so small, right? Oh, totally. And I think too, it's always important either way, really, that you're, you're transparent about your compensation. I'm guessing that agency that you took that business from was not very transparent about mm -hmm. that. And I think that's very important because if you, if you're getting paid very little, I think it's important that, you know, the client knows how much you're being compensated for this particular mm -hmm. work. Um, and you need to obviously know that, but then if you're getting paid a lot, you need to justify your value to that client. Um, and that's also important. Uh, but it's, it's, it can be used like you did as a, a wedge in the sales process as well, just to say, Hey, you know, I want, want to make sure that we understand this. Here's where the compensation sits today. Are you aware of that? 98% of the time they won't be aware of it. Um, and it can be a good conversation to have with them to, to highlight what they're getting and uh, what they're paying to get that service and uh, whether or not that's $50,000 more than it should be. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, that was like the easiest win ever. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want from me? And they're like, we want you to get certificates done within a month. I was like, okay. Within a month? <laughs> oh. I can handle that. <laughs> that's to just tee it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, let's go down then. Um, thinking about that, the sales process that you go through that, you know, because you've talked a lot about different ways that you'll have those, those conversations. Is there anything 
else uniquely that you've done just uh, from the educational perspective? Because I think that's been kind of a common theme through several of these conversations is you know, the really uh, sales people in our industry are doing a great job of educating the client. And what's interesting to me is while that is allowing those people to win more deals and more business, it's also the right thing to do, you know, for the client. And, and so I'm curious if you, you know, anything comes to mind that you're doing on, that you haven't already discussed that helps educate the client through this process. Yeah, definitely. So we do side by sides with our clients, whether, you know, if they're a larger client on the personal side, we'll do the side by side, especially if they give our deck pages, they don't even have to be larger, where you're showing, you know, where you were before with coverage and pricing. And then it, it's nice. It has like a recommendation. You know, we quote the umbrella to show them like, hey, this is something you should have. This is something you should be thinking about. And especially if they have like it's really easy when you show like the multiple like dwelling fires or something like that in their package. Um, so doing the side by side of showing them like you talked about where have they been before, where are they right now, where do you want to go? It does a whole synopsis for you. Uh, make it very visual. And in that presentation, okay. we talk about who we are. We talk about our why. We talk about what we expect from them as a client. Like, you're responsible for paying your bills. We are not debt collectors. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we you are responsible for letting us know about changes. Again, we are not mind readers. You know, and then here's what you can expect from us. And then we just defined what that meant for us. And we did that on the personal and commercial lines. You know, we... Um, we have done, some of our agencies have done video quotes. So then it's really easy to have that conversation where they want to have that conversation. Um, so they can watch it anytime yeah. that they want to. Uh, so that makes a good visual picture for them to look back through it. Um, it's also a really good E&O side for you too, yeah. to be able to, to have it and go like, hey, we pointed this out to you and you don't have it. We have waiver forms too that they have to sign off, that they are not electing that coverage, even though we have we have uh, suggested that they needed it. Uh, so those things are important in the process that they're owning their side of the risk transfer. Yeah, that's a good point to really point out like, where they're not engaging in their own risk management. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them are like, it, a lot of agents are focused on you know, the E&O aspect and covering their own rear ends, but looking at it from the lens of, you know, from the company's holistic risk, here are the things that you're not engaging with us on is a different, is a different take and would encourage them to think about what they're declining on a deeper level. Yeah. I really love startups. One of the fun things about startups is that they are more willing to listen because everything's new, right? So they don't have any of that baggage from before. So when we talk to startups, it's really nice to be able to tell them and say, hey, you're in phase one of your startup. So here's the type of risk management you need to look at. When you hire your first employee, this is what you need to look at. Um, and then once you get larger, and if you have a board of directors, here's what you, you know need to look at. It's much easier to tell them like, hey, when you hit these benchmarks, like these are levels of success that you are hitting not just that you need more coverage, 
but that means that you're actually to a level that allow you, that that requires you to have that from a risk management side and so you can turn it from going like hey this is something you need and here's all of the horrid stories of how everything can go wrong with that coverage it is transfers it over to an idea of success for them and that you can congratulate them on their first employee you know you can congratulate them on the you know the next level of success that they have and saying that's so awesome like you know now we get to look at this type of risk for you because you've gone bigger and which what owner doesn't want to be told that they're successful or that they've grown yeah especially at that at that stage you know like you said with startups Mm -hmm. it's fun to see those things blossom yeah and if you become an integral part of their team from the get-go i mean i have uh two of my clients that i had uh you know for almost two decades was you know during covid they decided that they were going to sell their um, companies and it made me sad but it made me feel really really proud because i was their agent from from day one and to see that company grow to a place that they get to retire, I'm like, you know what? I get to be you someday. I get to do that as well, and we can relate to that. And um, so as much as I hated losing the compensation side of it, uh, because they were bought out by bigger firms, uh, but it was really cool to see them grow and let them know that you know I appreciated their trust and that I'd been able to be a part of it for all those years. Oh, absolutely. No, I think that's, that is one of the fun aspects of our job is just seeing the growth in our clients and being that trusted advisor to them. And when done right, it's a very rewarding piece of our, of our careers, you know, and uh, I think that often gets overlooked. So I'm glad you brought that up because, and I want to highlight what, what you were talking there of shifting that perspective away from the fear-based selling, you know, if you don't have this, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen and your business is going to go under you know, all of that to creating a positive connotation to, you know, their business growing and why they need to consider different risks within their risk profile now and things like that, that uh, creates a different conversation around it, I think is a great. And you can create like social pressure on them too. You can say companies of your size size typically Mm -hmm. have this type of coverage in place. Yeah. And if you say that, then they don't want to not be the one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and if you, especially if you say successful companies like yours <laughs> typically <laughs> yeah. have this stuff in place to protect yep. themselves. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so um, the thinking about that sales process and then the conversations you have to educate the client, everything we've thought of or, or talked about up to this point, you know, what level of your success throughout your career would you attribute to? that type of a model to that educational based sales process and i'll leave that very open-ended to take that where you want it but you know how much has I that would, kind of fit into your success i would say 100 percent, it fits into my success and i think when my ego has gotten in the way and when i have been too excited about the sell is when i have damaged that success <laughs> and yeah. so i have to constantly remind myself to not get ahead of myself to make sure I'm listening more than I am talking and that I am asking lots of questions. So they feel like they're directing the conversation, but I'm really directing the conversations through the questions that I'm getting them to, because I'll get questions where 
I'll, I'll keep asking them things and it, it will get them to the answer and to the place I want them to go. And so it's really educating, um, you know, them about what we do a lot of times, but it's also like the success of who we are is that we need to educate ourselves all the time. I'm like a, like I read all the time. I, I've, I read a ridiculous amount of books. Uh, my nightstand is completely filled with it because, and I do, you know, Kindle, I'm not into Audible. I need something tangible though at night yeah, so yeah. I can touch and feel it and I can read it. Um, but if we're not educating ourselves too, and then uh, understanding where our carriers have changed or how, you know, the society has changed, um, how businesses are changing. If we're not educating ourselves on those things too, then we're not going to be successful either because we're not going to pivot when we need to pivot with, for our clients or for our own agencies. Absolutely. I think that's a phenomenal insight that uh, everybody needs to keep in mind is, you know, if we are going to be true advisors, trusted advisors, consultants to our clients, it's incumbent upon, upon us to be able to be continuously learning uh, so that we can take what we learn and apply that to our clients' risk, their risk profiles. And, you know, some of the best uh, salespeople and advisors in this industry that we've seen are very good at taking those things they learn or, or certain situations out in the business environment and applying it very simply and, and easily using simple examples and things to a client's business to help them understand how this could affect them because it's not it's not always easy for the client to connect the dots you know around this is going on out in the world and you know they're they want to operate their business they want to day-to-day work in their business you know and it's it's very uh important that we can relate those things simply but we have to learn them first do that right yeah and i think also being the great connector for your clients will also tie them in with you. So if you ask them, say, hey, I wanna help you with your insurance, but if you're successful, then I'm successful. So who do you need to meet to help with that journey? Or what resources yeah. do you need to help you with your journey? And if I know any of my clients that I connect you to, then you know, hopefully I've helped you, you know, solve a pain point for your company. And if you do that, now you've connected one of your clients to another client and both are happy because you're doing that. And one of the fears I think a lot of people have is if we do that, then what if they mess up? Right. Yeah. So, but it's really savable when you go back to them and just saying, Hey, I really thought it would work out well for you guys. I just wanted to introduce you guys. I'm sorry that, that your experience wasn't awesome. You know, is there anything I can do to help you in regards to this? And as soon as you say that most logical people will go, well, that wasn't your fault. You know, it was, it was on them and, or maybe it was on me and I should have done something different. If they don't do that and you can't get past the logical part of it, then again, they're kind of filtering themselves as, you know, <laughs> the type of client do you really want to work with? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot of times you can position those things up front too, that can kind of help mm -hmm. if it ever backfires, you know, and mm -hmm. put more of the simply make the introduction but then after the introduction put more ownership in their court you know mm -hmm. that limits your liability so that they can come back and say you know what just like you i thought this was going to work out and it didn't and be on your team but 
that's a huge value though to bring to your clients is great uh, be that quarterback you know we kind of call it i mm-hmm. mean it it's it's interesting because we talk a lot about this that you know our position as the risk manager is usually the last one to find out about things when you think about trusted advisors in the business when in reality we need to be positioning ourselves in the front end and i think we do that to ourselves because we position ourselves as salespeople of a product, not as advisors, right? Um, but if we're truly understanding everything that you've talked about, where is your business going? What risks do you need to be thinking about? We're educating through that process. We should be the ones actually saying, hey, I think it's time that we engage your attorney to discuss this piece. Or have you thought about you know, interest rate risk moving forward if you want to go build that building next year? You know, it has nothing to do with insurance, but being that risk manager and being able to connect bring these things up is a a tremendous amount of value to your client that you know they're probably and they also aren't they're less likely they're more likely to reach out to you because they're not having to pay you by the hour or you know things that we Uh all know with an attorney or or a cpa or whatnot that uh, are are a lot of times looked at as trusted advisors um and and so we're in that position we should be positioning ourselves to do that super important if we're we're looking at it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Absolutely. So we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else in your mind that um, you know you've seen over the years from a sales process, sales in general perspective that you feel like it's it's good for everybody to be thinking about when they're out taking clients through a sales process or how to develop a sales process or anything like that that we haven't already discussed? I think we haven't discussed retention. I think we're so focused sometimes on the new sell that is so exciting. The, you know, the new relationship is that have you really streamlined and automated your retention process and, and how you're going to manage that from a proactive side and not a reactive side. Um, like I said, uh, there's going to be some people that are not going to have fun during the next couple of years with the hard market that we'll have with the rate increases and they have no retention. It's, you know, cycle or sales cycle in mind. So that's like scary. Um, and so, you know, they're going to be battling uphill. They'll spend more time turning and burning um, on those clients than actually getting new acquisition. And so then they're going to have to turn over to that side. Um, but it's cheaper to keep a client than to bring on a new one. But we say it and then yeah. we always focus on the front end <laughs> of it, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to get people to the other side of it. Like we have like a campaign with my team and at the bottom of our signature for us, it says, you know, we, we heart our clients. And so like at the, I want it in front of my team all the time because I want them to remember it's not just the (laughs) new sales. It's like, how do you show love to our clients that are existing that have been with us for, you know, a really long time? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's where the true wealth in anybody's book or in your agency, if you're an owner, that's where the true wealth is in your current clients. I think you're spot on that not enough time, a lot a lot of times not enough uh, time and energy is put into thoughtfully designing that renewal and retention process. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of my personal assistant is um, the ambassador of appreciation and her job is to make sure that I appreciate my team 
I appreciate our carriers and our partners um, and, you know, as far as technology and resources that we use and especially that we're appreciating our clients. And so we make sure that we are designing something, you know, every month and um, throughout the year to show appreciation for them. So if you have that as a matter of culture within your company, then it's much easier for your team or it, even if you're a salesperson to you know, schedule it out and be mindful of of times of when you're going to appreciate them, um, not just like one time a year or when you get the sell. Uh, my favorite time to appreciate people is actually like Thanksgiving because it's right yeah. before all the holidays, right? So um, I've done lots of Thanksgiving um, initiatives for clients. Another one is actually uh, Valentine's Day. Um, because a lot of people are really, really lonely out there. So sometimes even their insurance agent and a nice little card makes all the difference for them. I had one guy that called me up and he's like, I got my divorce papers today, but my insurance lady loves me. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, I and love it makes that. you stand out. <laughs> yeah. Ambassador of appreciation. That's phenomenal. Um, Awesome. Well, so if anybody wants to learn more about the network or you or what you're doing, how do they how do they find you? How do they reach out? So it's funny. My husband and I had date night last week and and he listened to one of my podcasts or something. And and he's like, I did not know you had a website that was your name. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is uh, Danielle Smink, D-A-W-N-Y-E-L-S-M-I-N-K dot com. Oh, and so it has awesome. everything in there. I've written books. I have an organization called WISE. It's Women in Insurance Sharing Empowerment to help women lift each other up. So there's a number of things that I had on there. So I created my own website with my own name, which is uh, my husband's like, I guess you're big awesome. time now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, well, that's great. Well, we appreciate the time. This has been a, a, a great conversation. I think we covered a lot of... Uh, of good stuff that I think everybody can take away and, and apply into, you know, their sales process and how you're bringing on clients, how you're retaining clients and um, all of those things. So I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Getting Past the Premium. We are excited to continue breaking down barriers and finding solutions together. If you would like to reach out regarding anything you heard in today's episode, Find links and contact info in the description. Until next time, have a great day and let's continue getting past the premium.